Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye. I'm player development pull-up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. A few draft questions and ask me questions if you have any. Someone responded on my Twitter feed that they were listening to the podcast and they had a question about the draft compensation, the draft picks that are whisked away from one team and moved to another team when a qualifying free agent is signed. They were asking, didn't that go away with this um, new collective bargaining agreement? Not yet. Not yet. The entire international draft scenario thingy was a huge complicating affair, which is not really that surprising because the owners have wanted an international draft for 20 years. The owners have wanted an international draft for 20 years because right now players have rights, which to owners is horrible. Um, you know, you, you have Christian Hernandez. I'll use him for an example. He got to vol- he got to negotiate between 30 different teams, 30 different teams, and he chose the Cubs. All of the international players get to negotiate with 30 teams. Whoever gets the best deal, whatever it is that they decide the best deal is, they go there. And owners really don't like that. And what they want to do is have it where, much like in the States, players get to negotiate with one team and they can negotiate with that one team and they will probably be in that organization until they retire. Because most players that get signed internationally uh, either retire or get released before... um, before they reach free agency, which would be (laughs) seven years or 12 years or 13 years or however many years it would end up being. And owners much prefer players to have one team to negotiate with, one team only to negotiate with, and they are stuck with that team for, you know, three, seven, 10, 11, 13, 15 years. That's what owners prefer, and that's what owners are getting. That's what owners are getting, and eventually, once the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, that's what the owners are going to receive. And once that is uh, finished, once that is dealt with, that once that is completed, then the entire concept of teams getting... Uh, teams losing draft picks for signing qualifying free agents will go away. But as I understand it, and of course, we don't see the final document ever. We just get people saying, well, this is what it says, this is what it says, this is what it says. Um, 
once the international free agency thing gets sorted out, then the free agent picks go away, or so I understand. And if I'm wrong, then I will have a podcast saying, hey, guess what, folks? I was wrong. Um, Because if I'm wrong, I'll admit to it. But as I understand it, the qualifying free agent for the... uh, the draft pick for the qualifying free agent, the international spending punishment for the international uh, for the qualifying free agent, those still exist until they no longer do, and they exist until the agreement is signed, sealed, and delivered, which it is not yet. It has to be signed, sealed, and delivered by a, they gave a date. I'm not really too worried about what it is. I'm sure the players will cave on that just like they cave on everything else. One other thing that does sound applicable for this, for this podcast episode, the draft will be in mid-July. Last year's draft was in early July, and it completely messed up player development for a lot of players. Because you get like a Jordan Wicks. Sign Jordan Wicks. He's already pitched a bunch in college. Then he has like a month off where he doesn't pitch at all. He goes off to this silly little dopey uh, dog and pony show in Carolina for um, Rob Manfred so that he can... um, check the box so he can demand a certain amount on his signing bonus. But really, there's nothing that's being done as far as player development-wise between the end of the college season and the draft. Last year, the draft was, what, 7th to the ninth, Something like that, whatever. So pitchers, you know, they pitch 70, 80, 90, 100 innings. And then they sit around for a month and don't do anything, and they don't really want to do anything because they don't want to blow out their arm, you know, in a Cody Hoyer type of situation where, oh, well, I was just working on a little something, and all of a sudden now my arm's, uh, you know, my Tommy, I need Tommy John surgery. Are you guys willing to pay for it? So the draft, the best I understand it, the best I understand it, The executives like the draft in June. Rob Manfred likes the draft in July so he can have his stupid little dog and pony show. So this year, instead of moving it back to June, it's in later July. So it's even going to be later, later, later when players can start getting signed. And there's even less of a benefit in even bothering to sign anybody. Why, you know, or sign anybody and get them off to a, you know, league game sort of a situation. What really, unless you have a relief pitcher, what's really the point in firing a pitcher up? You know, Jordan Wicks last year, rather perfect example of what he. He got into, what was it, three games? His first game, he pitched an inning. His second game, he pitched, I think, into the second inning. I can't even remember if he pitched in a third game. Really, what's the point? 
I thought the goal of having minor league teams was to have games so that players could get better. Rob Manfred doesn't really value that. He values, I want to make sure that I have my dog and pony show where players have to do these things and show up and, you know, have their little combine stuff. Combine, in the NFL, a combine makes sense. Because in the NFL, with a combine, you're having players do things that they don't do in games to see how well they perform at things that might differentiate them from someone else. You know, you have a wide receiver catching passes in, in succession. I don't know what that proves, but, you know, it, it probably proves something because otherwise they wouldn't have them doing it in a combine. Uh, you have, of course, everybody gets to run their 40-yard dash and get timed at that. And uh, the quarterback does his thing and throws balls through tree hoops or you know, I, I, whatever it is. But in baseball, the goal is if you're a hitter, can you hit? If you're a pitcher, can you pitch? Did you get outs? Guy that I'm starting to pay attention to a bit is Marcus Johnson, a pitcher from Duke. He gave up, he ended up getting the loss today against uh, Virginia, Nate Salvino. And, uh, but I was really impressed with um, Johnson. Not that Salvino's bad, but I was really impressed with uh, Marcus Johnson. And, you know, with a pitcher, can you get out? Can you get out? And, you know, if you if they would have the draft in June still, then once the season concludes, you could get your hitters off and get them playing in games and get your pitchers off. And, okay, we're going to get you into seven games and 15 innings or whatever the magic number is for each guy. But... Rob Manfred just keeps pushing the draft back. One thing about the draft that is somewhat noteworthy, Kevin Parada, catcher for Georgia Tech, who went one for three today, he'll go in the first round after the Cubs select and well before they select for their second round pick, if they get a second round pick. Um, Parada is going to be draft eligible this cycle because the draft is in July. If it were in June, Parada would not be draft eligible because he is go- he's going to be draft eligible because he's 21 on the day of the draft. He's only a sophomore as far as eligibility-wise, so whoever ends up getting him will have to pay a little bit extra to get him to... Um, sign out of his last three years of his deal, uh, out of his other years of college. Um, so, yeah, the draft compensation, as far as I know, is still, um, your teams are still getting punished, as far as I know, for signing players like Carlos Correa, like Nick Castellanos, like whoever else. And um, until such point as 
the international draft thing is sorted out, that still remains. And the draft will be in mid-July, I think 17th to the 19th. Rob Manford really doesn't like players playing that first year. I, I, um, yeah, if you have questions, hit me up with them on my Twitter. I'm having a hard time being motivated still. I'm just being honest. Um, but at least, uh, at least my league games are going to be going on and I will have those to follow. Um, when people continue to fuss about Andrelton Simmons and whatever else, it's like, hey, I've got Myrtle Beach and South Bend and Tennessee and Iowa to pay attention to. That's where I, that's where my attention will lie. That's where my, those will be where my priorities will be. So, uh, that's why I'm looking forward to. If you have any questions, let me know. Um, thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend.